Hello, everyone, and welcome to a Playful Escape podcast, a podcast where two sisters share their deepest, darkest secrets to the internet and get in trouble with our parents. My name is Kimberly. And my name is Cindy. And we are your hosts. Yes. Yes, we are your hosts. Hello. <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> Sometimes we just come in here unprepared. Other times we're prepared and we just feel like amateurs. But you know what? It's a podcast. We're going to just run with it. Yeah, I like this nonchalantness. Anyways, our expected plans to talk about on this podcast was more high school stories because in our last podcast we mentioned encounters that have happened to us which happened to be an encounter for high school for Kim and I was like you know I've not actually heard this story this is really interesting and Kim brought up was like yeah why don't we share high school stories like that's that's something we haven't done we haven't really talked about for us in particular, we're only like three to four years apart, three years apart. And I started high school when Kim was in her last year of high school. So there are three years for each of us that we weren't in each other's high school life. So that's kind of what we're going to be doing, I suppose, trying to recall high school stories. I have one because Kim talked about her prom experience, her version of her prom experience. <laughs> <laughs> and I actually recalled after we finished recording our last podcast, I told her about my prom story and how I thought this would be a good thing for me to bring up. So what I want to talk about, I suppose, <laughs> or do you want to start off with your story and see if you can think of anything else to add afterwards? I think this is how we should bring it up. Okay. Our high school has this way to build a community by having different academies so by academies is like cohorts within each group what they did is like freshmen were all in a freshman house put in quotation marks sophomores juniors and seniors were put into a bracket of an academy based on what your interests were you could ask to be placed in an academy but the school never put you in the academy you wanted there was like an engineering one, there was an arts one, there was a business, a medical, humanitas, and I don't know if there was any other other ones. I know that there was like five or six of them. Yes, and I do remember this. And I do also remember that they changed the engineering to engineering and design so that more women would be involved in that academy i thought that was hilarious because i wanted to be in and the engineering one that was my first priority and then i think i got put into another one but they changed it and later because i went to that high school a couple years after for a school thing they changed the engineering and design to gaming is how like based on what? the graphic <laughs> yeah it's called gaming and it was like graphic arts math and some other thing. Like it was the whole academy was based on the acronyms of certain fields. Right. But originally they did that so more people would be in the engineering one. And they eliminated the art, I believe, the arts and design, and they lumped them together. It, so it instead of having arts and media, I think. Yes. Yeah, so instead of having like six academies, they did five. And then later Again, we kept up with our high school because our brother went to our high school after us. 
To be honest with you, though, I, I have no idea what they ended up doing with them. I don't know if they actually really mattered or if it was just something that they were trying to push you to make a decision as to what you wanted to do in the future, which was a little unfortunate because I got placed in the business academy. And at that time, I thought what I wanted to do was something in law and they didn't have anything related to law. So the closest thing was business, but I didn't really want to do business. And I didn't even like being in that academy. There was nothing fun in that academy. Whereas Kim was in the humanities and that was much more involved in the community and actually building bonds with people. Whereas mine, I felt like the minimum requirement was make sure you get your hours of community service and that's it. That's what I was going to bring up. The humanities was the third on my list. Was it? Yeah, it was third on my list. I think it was engineering, then arts and media, and then humanities. Those were the ones that piqued my interest the most. I think the fit was good for you, though. Looking back at it, yeah, I can see that. <laughs> yeah, but I, I do understand the unfortunate occurrence that happened. Like if you wanted to be in business or if you wanted to be in arts and media and engineering and design to have that then be humanities. It is a much more involved academy, which is, I think, what ended up being really good for you and for mm -hmm. the academy itself that's what the right word i'm hesitant the, all the time i say it it was called an academy right. but now i say it more like a cohort okay so a cohort is like a group of people that are in the same area same classes so the objective with this is making sure that everyone who is in the same academy would take the same exact classes so they can be friends with each other and essentially do like team building that's the whole point of the like cohorting because then it was a mini scale version of what college is when you go to college and you declare your major your chances of taking classes with the same people because of the same major are going to overlap so that was their goal did it succeed not in all of the academies I was going to say that yeah I don't think it worked out very well because technically the reason I got stuck I'm saying stuck. I, I don't mean it like that. But like I got placed in the same classes with a lot of the same people was because of a program I was placed in. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that was my cohort, that program that I was in. And to this day, if I could be involved in that program, I 100% would because although it was like pushing me to go to college and make a decision. I didn't know what my decision fully was. I kept making decisions, but I kept making decisions like, I want to be a lawyer. I want to be a mathematician. I want to be a physicist. I <laughs> so it's like not very good for me, especially being the indecisive person that I am. And amount of time it has taken me to get to where I am currently is just that I couldn't make a decision. I didn't want to make a bad decision that I would have to then deal with or go to a career path that didn't lead me to anywhere. That was also another thing I really didn't want. Do I have certain regrets as well? I do. I, I sometimes wish I had made my decision sooner or if I had stuck with something, I'd already be done by now. But it is what it is. Again, I got stuck with the humanities, but I don't fully regret it i don't like the people that i was there with i i didn't really enjoy the people in the cohort well 
half of the people. Half of the people were the type of people that you, if you're an outcast loner style person, you don't want to get along with because they bring too much attention and can potentially get you in trouble. But my senior year of high school, or before that even, when I entered the academy, I entered it late. There was people who were declared as humanities students since freshman year of high school. Yeah. And for us, that requirement is to do like 80 hours of community service, specifically for the humanities program. So like Cindy mentioned earlier, being a part of the community, doing things like that. And our high school had a minimum requirement of 20 hours of community service just to graduate. 20 hours, easy, you can get it done in a weekend or a week, done. Me, I got it done in three days because I participated in a Halloween carnival. And it took like three days of set up, participating in the carnival and cleanup. Well, and it was a little bit more passive work, if you will, because part of it was set up and clean up, but also hosting the games for the people. So that part was really fun. Even doing the setup and everything was, well, personally, what I really enjoy because I still do it to this day, like set up fun events and stuff for like family members and stuff when we have our parties. Yeah. So it's basically what personally I feel like I like doing and we still do it, like I said. (laughs) So it was really quick. But for me, being the shy, introverted person with social anxiety that doesn't like talking to strangers at all, I couldn't get my hands wrapped around the idea of doing community service. So I dragged my friends with me. I was like, hey, we all need to do community service. Come with me so you can get it done. We finished our community service freshman year of high school. And when I entered the humanities, I found out I had to do 80 hours of community service. But it couldn't be any community service. It had to be a humanities-based one for the community. So what I did is I participated in the Relay for Life cancer awareness campaign where we would walk laps around a school and stay overnight raising money. Now that I think about it like that way, I don't know how it raises money, but there were other people that were not just students. They were like full-on adults there. I didn't spend the night there. My parents wouldn't let me, and it's just... You know, you don't trust everyone's, but I did 12 full hours of that. I participated in helping to decorate the homecoming floats Mm -hmm. for two weeks. I did one or two hours to help decorate, and that helped build up those things. If you would donate blood, supposedly, that would give you community service hours also. If you volunteered in other charities, things like that, you just had to make sure a teacher, a humanities teacher was there to sign off on your hours. It couldn't be anyone. The teacher also had to see that you were there. It was a lot of things to jump through. But the reason you had to do so many hours is so you can get that graduation stole or sash. For me, it was green and it literally said humanities. When it came to the senior year of high school for me, I had been active in the school clubs for humanities and a couple other things. I was part of the ASL club and I took ASL. And by ASL, I mean American Sign Language. I did a performance for the school, a musical signing performance for the school as well. I had friends who were like on the drill team. So I went to some of their performances. But relatively, I was a good student. Towards the end of my senior year of high school, though, there was a time where we do standardized tests. Everybody in our school system does standardized tests 
always hated them, but you didn't have to do it for seniors because for seniors, they already took the SATs and the ACTs for college. The point of taking a standardized test is kind of null there. But my mom still had to take us to school. And I had asked her to drop me off at my friend's house who lives close to the school, but she didn't. (laughs) So I walked into the school and all the seniors who were there early had to hang out at the PE field. We had a full week of this for the first two or three hours of the day. So say school started at eight and there was two hours of testing. We would officially start class around 10, 1030. Knowing that I wanted to go to my friend's house, my mom dropped me off. I didn't go inside the school. I just started walking back to my friend's house, just completely ditching. There was no attendance. I wasn't going to get affected or anything. And apparently Cindy knows this part of the story. The, the funny thing is, my mom, I don't know if we've actually mentioned this here, but my mom has like sixth sense. Basically, like whenever anything is wrong, she just gets like a bad feeling. So she has to like double check everything for all her kids. And for whatever reason, she just knew <laughs> something was up. Me walking to my friend's house, I get a phone call. I do not remember this at all. This part i remember going to my friend's house a lot we would get out of school early and i still had to wait for my sister to get out i would go straight to my friend's house and we would just go for the walk hang out eat at her place for like an hour and then come back i will say you make your friend's house sound like it's much closer than it is i know it's not very far but when you're walking it's quite far it's a 25 minute walk. Yeah. So, and that's for you walking. Obviously, if you were driving, it'd be like less than five minutes. Yeah. But still, it's a 25 minute walk there and a 25 minute walk back that you have to make, basically, because you had to go back to school. Yes. So that's what I was going to do. I was going to go to her house. We were going to eat breakfast with her and she wanted to sleep in, I think. So that's why I was just going to walk to her place while she got ready i would just be playing with her dog and then when she would be ready we would walk back and it would take us again 20 25 minutes it is a long walk it is annoying but it's better to do that walk when you have company and on my walk to my friend's house i was not even a block away from the school it's a good seven blocks away my mom calls me and she's like where are you i lied and i told her i was at school she's like where are you at school it's like no where are you tell me the truth i'm like all right i'm walking to my friend's house she's like turn around and go to school it's like okay fine she caught me one day again this is the whole week <laughs> so it was a routine i either had to ask uh, my mom to drop me off at my friend's house or not she didn't want to drop me off at my friend's house not because it was far it was just out of her way her usual way for dropping all us, all of us off at school or and for her to get to work. Yeah, I think Kim has to keep this in mind. Like she thinks like, at, I think when it happened, she was like, it's like five minutes. You can't spare five minutes. But the thing is, we were always late and she had three kids she had to take to school. Kim was first. And if she had to drop off Kim to her friend's house that's a different direction from then dropping off me and then my brother it doesn't make sense it's just it's not convenient and like Kim said our mom either had to go to work or had to go back home whatever she had to be the one taking the kids to school and then going to work and I feel like 17 16 year old Kim was like no I want to go to my friend's house (laughs) you're not taking me I'm going Yeah, she caught me the first time. And I think that's the only one that she caught me 
the other times I actually did go into the school and I met up with two of my friends. We ended up going to the PE area and there were no teachers supervising. You would assume that PE teachers would be near the gym area, but there was no one supervising. So we hopped the fence and walked to a McDonald's, which was less than a block away from us. It was really close by. We originally walked to Burger King, but they're like, y'all are students. You're supposed to be at school. We can't serve you. Get out. So we got kicked out of Burger King. We didn't even do anything. We were going to get food, but they didn't let us. And at McDonald's, so we crossed the street and then we went to the McDonald's and they let us eat, but they told us to leave as soon as we finished eating because they wanted to verify that we were seniors, which we were, because I guess they knew or the school let them know. Like, I don't think the school gets into contact with them. I think the people just know it's a yearly thing. They work so close to the school. Obviously, some of the high school students probably work there, so they probably are informed. And like I said, it's a yearly thing. You catch the pattern. And I feel like one of the things, probably with that Burger King, the fact that they didn't want to serve you guys is they don't like that. I remember when... I don't, I'm not saying I ever ditched school to go to a McDonald's. I never did. But like, I remember after school, the McDonald's often was filled with high school kids. Like everybody went there just to hang out or to eat or to whatever. And I'm assuming the case for like that Burger King is they don't want that to be like a hangout spot for all the high school kids right before school. And I feel like McDonald's likes the business, but doesn't want it to be that hangout spot for those two hours that you're waiting for school to start. Yeah, so we ended up, we were able to eat our breakfast. I think we did that for two of the days. And then the last day, I just asked my mom to like drop me off a little later or something. We did that, but that's like the only troublesome thing that I can think of when my sister's like oh yeah we should talk about high school experiences I'm like I didn't go to prom I didn't go to grad night I didn't go to the dances I was a part of the club so I was active in the clubs I remember missing school because I had field trips the only thing I can really think of is the time that I ditched school but it wasn't even like I was ditching school during classes I went to all of my classes I only ditched because I didn't have to be there for another two hours but I was there so I was gonna kill some time and do something fun or meaningful with my friends than burn in the sun on a summer PE night or morning. Yeah, I never did anything like that. I never quote unquote ditched school. I mean, I went to field trips, in which case I missed classes, but I usually had to get it cleared with every teacher to let them know and inform them that I was going to miss this specific day. That was the worst, too. Like being in the Humanities Academy, I had a lot of field trips, like more field trips than any other high schooler experience. Apparently in our high school, you don't get field trips. After middle school, you don't really get field trips. Yeah. You don't get offered visits to colleges in the other academies. Yeah. For my academy, we got offered a couple, not a lot, but like a couple of school field trips. We did beach cleanups. We did community service projects. And then we went to a museum where it taught us how to adult by managing our money. So it was kind of like life, the board game, but it simulated in a library. So that was interesting. The funny thing is, I feel like maybe the Humanities Academy would have been a good fit for like my personality, but necessarily would it have matched with what I'm pursuing? Not quite, but still, I feel like it could have matched my personality. Yeah, I think 
All of the community building within the academy is what eventually caused me to not go to the school events because they were very social people. They were very outgoing. Like every weekend, after every weekend, I would hear, oh, did you go to this party? Did you go to this party? From the people who would participate in those or things like that. And I'm just, the way I thought about it is if they're going to a party like every weekend, acting kind of crazy in high school, imagine how it's going to be if I have to be near them for prom. And then on top of that, with other people that I don't even know, I'm just like, I don't want to deal with it. I'm just not going to go. I will say you are very dramatic. (laughs) because (laughs) I I don't at all think that's the case. I mean, obviously, being in that academy, you were surrounded by these people, but you have the choice as to the people you wanted to be around. So you technically didn't really have to deal with them at all if you participated in these events. Mm -hmm. But obviously, for the volunteering and stuff that was within your academy, obviously, you were stuck with them. But for grad night or prom, I I don't feel like you at all had to even talk to them. You could have seen them, yeah, and say hi, but you weren't required to be with them (laughs) at all. Cindy, do you not know me? If I see someone in public, I run the other way. That's what I'm telling you. Like you You didn't have to socialize with them. You're saying that, oh, I think that's the reason why I didn't go I was like, well, no, I think personally your personality didn't let you go. And then secondly, your personality's excuse as to why not to go of like, oh, I have to socialize with people is 100% wrong. I had friends go to prom that didn't really socialize, didn't really dance. They were just sitting or communicating. Like they didn't really go and talk to other people other than the people that came to them. I guess at that time, it just wasn't my vibe. I wasn't really into it. I don't know. But speaking of prom, mm-hmm. I believe now it is your the time where your story shines. I wouldn't say shine, but where my story comes in, yeah, probably. I think I mentioned, I don't know if it's in the last podcast, the podcast before or the one before that. <laughs> one of the last three <laughs> podcasts. I don't remember which one. Or I don't even know, to be honest with you. This season, I think. In a podcast in this season, I discussed how I wasn't particularly liked by a person because I quote unquote stole their boyfriend, uh-huh. if people remember. I'm just giving you a little bit of history. So so when I bring certain things up, it, it all makes sense. I, I, I obviously explained this story in a different podcast. So if You don't want to take this out of context. Maybe go back and listen to our old podcasts before listening to this one to fully grasp the concept for this one. But I I did mention how there was a person, a particular person who wasn't very fond of me in high school, basically. And the funny thing is, there was no way of avoiding each other. We were both in that same program where we were all in the same classes where where we had to basically see the same people, the same 25 people all the time. There was no way out of it. And I personally did not have a problem with it. I was totally fine. I didn't hate anybody, but people strongly disliked me for the reason of stealing said boyfriend, supposedly. Around the time where people start asking each other to go to the prom, I had already not been with that said boyfriend for a while. 
that I wasn't planning on going to prom. It kind of worked in my favor that I didn't end up being with that boyfriend for prom because I was like, okay, I don't have to go to prom again. My mom always said that it's like, oh, you don't want to go to prom now, but maybe later on you will. What if you're dating somebody and you're going to want to go to prom with them? I was like, they will understand that I don't want to go and they'll stay with me or they'll go and do something and then things won't be great. <laughs> it's it's fine. I'll deal with the consequences, whatever they are. But I didn't end up being with said boyfriend because that was a longer relationship. It was like a year and some months, almost two years. And we didn't end up surviving all the way through senior year. Wait, I thought you were dating them in freshman year. And then you guys broke up like no. junior. I dated them the end of freshman year. So summer of freshman year. Oh, so sophomore yeah. year. Mm -hmm. Sophomore year okay. to junior year. Junior year, we didn't make it all the way through. But we were still in the same program where we still saw each other for the remainder of junior year to senior year you asked the question if he joined the program mm -hmm. but uh yes he didn't join the program like everybody else so a lot of us that were in this program were in this program since middle school so we had known each other four years already by that time or at least three years four years and this person joined this said program their sophomore year basically Freshman to sophomore year, they were joining the program. Whereas everybody else did it in middle school and they were in it throughout high school. And there was no way around it, <laughs> basically. And and, I, and I've mentioned this, like, and it's a little unfortunate because not only are you stuck with your boyfriend and their current girlfriend now, you're stuck with all the drama. Like, so I was stuck with being in the same class with my boyfriend and his ex-girlfriend who used to be my friend but now hates me because I took her boyfriend, which wasn't the case. I actually don't know, but I should probably insert this here. I I think I discussed it, but I will explain a little bit. I had to attend summer school because my program took over one slot of my classes. And for every, say, sophomore, they had to take a default set of classes and they had to take one of them out for me so I could take my programmed class. So I had to take it the year before, basically, or over the summer, so I don't have to take it during the year. So we took a history class over summer. So it wasn't like, oh, I failed history and I took summer school for history. I was replacing my history class for the year over the summer. But everybody in that program had to do it. So when I started dating this person was when they were joining the class which is why we had drama over summer when school started was because he was joining the program and we were all in the same program so we were all in the same summer school class which was a problem <laughs> and i i do regret because i feel like this is another story that i didn't mean to talk about but drama happened in there and it was it's so funny i think about it now and i think it's funny and i even then i thought it was funny but it wasn't it's not appropriate to laugh about something so <laughs> dramatic especially if it's like your peers but i, I do <laughs> I do quickly touch on it because I haven't thought about this story in such a long time and I don't know if you know it so I'm gonna I'm gonna tell it really quick so say this person knew that her ex 
boyfriend was dating somebody else, she continued to talk to him because she thought, oh, we're going to get back together. We're always an on and off relationship. We're going to get back together. But when I came in the picture, it's kind of like, what the heck happened? We were supposed to get back together. So while we were in summer without summer school, we were totally fine. We were golden. I didn't have to deal with anything or anyone. But when summer school began and all my friends and said friends that no longer became my friends after thinking that I sold somebody's boyfriend were all in the same class. I basically had a small handful of friends from my whole program class being all my friends to a small little handful of friends. So I had to basically sit in the middle of these group of friends so I could have like this little bubble <laughs> protecting me. Yikes. Yeah. And that that basically happened throughout me dating this person because they didn't like me for that amount of time. And everybody that took her side eventually came around and realized, well, this is old news and it didn't really matter and they weren't passive aggressive to me or in any way, shape or form. But at the beginning, everybody was consoling the girl who had her heart broken in their eyes. Nobody did anything when things went wrong. So while we were in this summer school, somebody in my program had decided to throw like a birthday party or a party right before school started, regular school. That's where some drama happened and we'll address that and I don't care about that too much either. But what I did want to talk about was the teacher who was teaching this high school class Love telling stories. He was the type of teacher that he taught and he was a really good teacher and you understood the material and you learned the material, but he liked having those little intervals where he'll instill some life lessons or just some like fun moments or those days where you have like a potluck for like the last day of class just because you don't want to teach or learn. <laughs> so he would do things like that. And this led to drama occurring. I don't fully remember the game that he said that we were playing, but it was some kind of game where I think it was called like fishbowl or something. So if anybody knows what that is, I don't fully remember the whole concept about it, but it was basically a game where we ask questions to each other to get to know each other in a way. And this person, this ex-girlfriend to my ex-boyfriend or boyfriend at the time was participating and she was going to have to answer questions that were asked of her for whatever reason. The moment this was brought up, I had a bad feeling. And the question that she ended up getting, I don't remember what it was about, but it basically had something to do with being single or in a relationship or something. And I was like, oh my god, this is gonna go bad. And to avoid the question, kind of, she was kind of like, oh, I'm single. Like, really quickly, like, a response like, oh, I'm single, or oh, my boyfriend broke up with me, or oh, I'm not, I'm no longer with my boyfriend. Like, super quick, but you could feel, like, the emotion behind it. Like, she was super upset. She didn't like that question, or whatever. I don't fully remember the context of it, so I could be making this all up, but I do remember what led up to it and what happened, but not fully. And the teacher was like, wait a second. No, you have to elaborate. And I was like, nope, nope, nope. And he ended up asking, he's like, what was that about? And she was like, yeah, my boyfriend pointing to her ex-boyfriend broke up with me and is now with her or whatever. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh no, I can't believe this is happening. And then, <laughs> later 
later on, and she kind of like just got really mad and upset, and she probably gave a little too many details, and she like stormed out. And my teacher goes up to me, and he had already known that my boyfriend and I were dating because we sat next to each other. When we had our like mini breaks, we would, you know, be together talking to each other, or we would go outside or whatever, you know, you just spend more time with the person you're with. Mm -hmm. So he had already known that we were dating. And he like goes up to me and he's like, I didn't know that was going to happen. I was like, I did. (laughs) I felt it. And I am not even kidding you. He literally said, I didn't expect that. And I was like, I did. <laughs> I, I Those are the one thing that I remember that happened. But that was just one little added memory of high school <laughs> that I wanted just to throw in there. And I guess that kind of adds a little bit of context as to this person really didn't like me. She never talked to me basically after I started dating my boyfriend or her ex-boyfriend. I don't know if she ever stopped hating me, but I I know that there were a lot of things that people said. It's like, oh, she's just like really not happy with you. And I was like, eh, it is what it is. And I don't know. I feel like people didn't really realize how much of a victim they could have made me. And it was only one time that I ever let it get to me that everyone was like, oh, my God, I'm sorry. You don't need to talk about that part. I think you. the last thing you said is there was only one time where... I did feel victimized. Mm -hmm. And then I said, you don't have to talk about it if you don't want to. You did talk about it. It's not going to be in the episode, but I will say this. You didn't have to talk about what it is that you talked about, but it's kind of good that you did let it out. It's not in this episode. Sorry for everyone who's listening, just because we don't like to get into details. And when it comes to recording a podcast, you're talking and sometimes you open up some old wounds, which occurred this time around. But to kind of change things up, Cindy's going to tell the story that comes in maybe a year and a half after you and the boyfriend broke up. No, I think it's actually half a year. No, maybe a year. Maybe a year. I thought you said it didn't go all the way through junior year. Yeah. And senior year is like a whole year. Maybe a full year. Yeah, maybe a full year. year. Yeah, because I was thinking, oh, no, but two senior year is only half a year, for example, per se. But it was actually like towards the end, almost approaching. Yeah, about a year later or less. To be honest, the funny thing is I'm actually pretty good with dates. So when I had anniversaries, I would make a mental note like, oh, it's my one month anniversary. It's my two month anniversary. But for whatever reason with this relationship, I know the date that it happened, like our anniversary, but there was so much going on that by the end of it, I had no idea when it ended. So I I don't like have a mental note. It's like, oh yeah, we were together for a full year and two months. Like, no, I have no idea. (laughs) I cannot relate. For my first relationship, we broke up on another person's birthday, like a family member's birthday. And it's just easy And I don't know if I told you this, but when we broke up, he messaged me on a social media platform where apparently he wasn't blocked and he said, happy break anniversary." (laughs) So every, every uh, time that month. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) That's actually really weird. Why would he do that? (laughs) I blocked him afterward. Yeah, but still, who does that? Are you like not over it after a year that you have to remind the person you're with? Happy anniversary of the day we broke up. Yeah, I I don't know. Yeah, so approaching the prom season, my ex-boyfriend's 
ex-girlfriend had a quote-unquote stalker. I don't mean that like it probably sounds the way like Kim says it. Or maybe that's how she felt, to be honest. I don't know. But her stalker was actually a nice guy. He wasn't like stalker-ish creepy vibes. He was just a really nice, smart guy that really, really liked her and wanted to date her and actively made this known by everybody. I also knew and I knew him separately, but I don't think he knew that I knew her or our history at all because he wasn't in that social circle. Mm -hmm. And after my breakup with that boyfriend of the time, I switched social circles from everybody in my program to people I never really talked to. Not that they weren't my friends, they were, which is why I was able to transition into that friend group. But for my senior year, the group that I had, because this was, like I said, junior year that I broke up, I transitioned to a different friend group. They were actually seniors at the time. So after my junior year, they had graduated. So I started hanging out with the one friend that was in that friend group that was also a senior when I was a senior. So I hung out with her and I was like, what are we going to do now? Our friends left. And she's like, don't worry, we'll find people. So actually, this is actually how I met my boyfriend. Uh, The social circle I ended up in was his social circle. And I described this to my boyfriend that they were all the smart jocks. And he was like, oh my God, I didn't realize it. He's like, everybody was smart and everybody was in sports, but I didn't think of it like, oh, they're smart jocks. Uh, But that's the way I described them to him. I was like, oh, I was hanging out with my programs group, which was say, quote unquote, this program's name. It's like, so that kind of club is like, and you were in the smart jock group. And he was like, what? (laughs) What is that? (laughs) What do you mean? (laughs) And, and And I described it to him and I was like, literally everybody in this group is smart. They were either getting good grades or were in AP classes or in honors classes and also participated in football, soccer, volleyball, track, anything. They were all active people. And I was not. (laughs) I was just in the social circle. I just got placed there. (laughs) I followed along. And that is actually how I met the stalker of this girl. And like I said, he was a really nice guy. He was really friendly. And I had no problems with him. And I've had heard about him around, but I hadn't really met him or known him at all until I joined the social circle. And our senior year is when I probably had a class with him. And I don't remember what class or anything, but I remember he was in my new social circle, which is why I knew him. And I think the girl that he liked, the one that he wanted to take to prom, wouldn't go with him. This was actively told to me through my friends because they thought I wanted to see this said girl who was basically causing trouble in my relationship for like the time it lasted. Even though she wasn't intending to, it just kind of happened. She didn't know that it was a problem in my relationship. The time that she, you know, was not really a part of his life, I guess my friends assumed that I would want to see her struggling in her life that they my friends were the ones that told me oh so and so has a stalker and he's constantly trying to spend time with her so when I would show up earlier to school I spent the time outside in like these picnic tables that they had outside of the halls that my classes were supposed to be in and she would also 
come to school early. But by that point, since my relationship had ended, she wasn't aggressive towards me for like the longest time anymore. So we could be near each other, but we didn't like talk to each other anymore. And I actually often talk about how she's missing out because I'm totally great. I basically made a really good best friend that was a guy in high school at that time. So like that senior year, junior to senior year, who actually coincidentally started dating the girl that I I basically hung out with after I left that program group. So they started dating. But they were like basically my two best friends afterwards. Not that my other friends weren't my friends. They were. They kept me in the loop of everything relating to my program. But I just didn't like being in that program group because I didn't really feel welcomed. And I needed to be like elsewhere to move on. So they kept me in touch with everything that was going on. And these other friends kind of helped me move on. And the guy friend that I became really close with, I constantly talked to, I made jokes with, and we were just overall enjoying ourselves in our own little bubble, if you will. And she actually ended up sitting near us. Like, I think it was assigned seating or something. And I often would hear her laughing at my jokes. And I was like, see, she likes me. She just doesn't want to admit it. <laughs> and I would tell my friend. <laughs> and he was like, he's like, stop it, Cindy. He's like, I know you. Don't do anything. And I was like, it's cool. It's cool. We're fine. I'll just keep making her laugh. We're good. <laughs> so it's actually like one thing that I do remember. But it, was, it was funny. It's like, she like even like caught herself laughing. She's like, I don't want to laugh at her jokes. I was like, stop it. So I was like, ah, I pride myself to make <laughs> make you laugh even though you don't like me. But yeah, my friends would keep me up to date that she had a stalker and her stalker was basically somebody that really liked her, kept asking her out, wouldn't leave her alone. And she just wasn't having it. She wasn't interested. She didn't care. To be honest, now that I think of it, I don't think he was really her type, which is why she just kept rejecting him. I say that because I've seen the people she dated, obviously, and the people who she dated afterwards. And this person knew that I was kind of around her social circle, but not really. Because in the mornings when we would be near each other, when he would come early, he would look for her and he would spend time with her because he really liked her. And I guess he probably started seeing me there in the mornings and he's like, oh, so like, yeah. So approaching to prom, he asked her to prom and she said no. And he asked her again. Again, and she still said no and for whatever reason he felt like it was a smart idea to ask me to prom I was like no I I don't want to go to prom I'm not planning on going to prom and I I don't know I just don't want to go and he was like the unfortunate thing and he's like he's like no we can just go as friends he's like I asked so-and-so to prom but she said no so I just want to go as friends just so I'm not alone and I felt bad and I would have said yes but I, I really didn't want to go at the time and I hadn't started dating my current boyfriend now but we had already known that we liked each other kind of we were like gradually getting to start dating but we weren't there yet so when he asked me, I like I had a solid no, I don't want to go to prom. And then while he was trying to convince me, I started thinking about it. And I was like, you know what, if I go to prom, I don't think I would want to be with you. Not to say that he was a bad guy. But since I had already liked my current boyfriend, I knew if anything were to happen, between me and my boyfriend who was just my friend at the time I wanted to go to prom with him so I told him no unfortunately I don't like I, I was I just basically told him I don't want to go to prom and I'm not changing my mind but 
while he was trying to convince me, I had decided if I go to prom, it's going to be with my boyfriend, not with somebody else, just as a friend. Although at the time, he wasn't my boyfriend. He was just my friend. And eventually, my boyfriend found this out that I actually realized I wanted to be with him or go to prom with him when this person asked me to prom. And he was like, what? Why didn't you tell me then? That you... <laughs> I was like, I, I don't know. Because obviously, it wasn't quite prom season. It was, I think, like right after winter break. So he was really early on prom season. And especially since he was doing it so nonchalantly. Because <laughs> he was just casually asking me. He was like, hey, he's like, are you going to go to prom? I was like, no, I don't really have it in mind to go to prom. He's like, well, since you don't really want to go to prom, do you want to go to prom with me just as friends? He's like, I asked so-and-so, but she didn't want to go. But I don't not want to go, but I just don't want to go alone. So it was super casual the way he asked me. And he just kept trying to convince me. And I was like, no, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. And that's what happened. But I guess I'll add in the method in which Simon, my current boyfriend, asked me out to prom. This is actually going to lead to uh, a funny thing about Simon. A little, a mini thing. He has a little bit of a memory problem. (laughs) Yeah. But that doesn't really relate to prom quite yet. It's just your little tidbit right before I bring it up. So the funny thing is he's, I don't know, he's goofy in his own way. And I've learned to accept it. But now that I think back, he's so silly. Like, I think it's so silly. So when he asked me out to prom, his intention was to serenade me, if you will. (laughs) (laughs) But he was actually going to have a friend of his play the guitar while he asked me to prom. But I think we had been seeing like extravagant methods of people asking other people to go to prom and I quickly realized although I'm super like social I don't like that kind of attention I don't like being put in the spotlight for prom like I, I don't know I, that's just not for me so one of the first times I actually remember talking to my boyfriend was at the homecoming parade he drives his truck and whatever club he was in needed a vehicle to build their float on and he was the only one that people knew had a truck and my boyfriend being the car guy that he is he was even in high school he didn't want anybody driving his truck he doesn't trust people basically (laughs) and The thing about the homecoming parade, though, was I think they required that teachers or like the people responsible for the clubs drive the vehicles because they don't want to trust students to like do burnouts or, you know, cause any injury to people. You had to be slow. You had to. It was a homecoming parade, not some kind of (laughs) car show. But he was like, I don't trust people with my truck. He's like, I don't want it to get scratched. I don't want to get damaged. And he supervised people decorating his truck because he didn't trust people. (laughs) So because I was in the club relating to the program I'm in, I was also going to be a part of the homecoming float parade just because of our club which is usually something we didn't do this was like the first year we were doing it so that's what we did and our our teacher was the one driving whatever float we decorated and some of our club people in their program were walking around it basically around the float that we made and I remember seeing my current boyfriend, Simon, but he we were just friends at the time. And I was like, hi, Simon. I was like, what are you doing here? And he was like, I'm supervising these people putting stuff on my truck. I was like, oh, why? And he was like, well, they didn't have a vehicle and they whatever person 
that was in this club remember that I have a truck and they wanted to use my truck. He's like, but I don't trust them, so I'm not letting them drive. So I'm just like, I'm just supervising. I was like, oh, okay, cool. So that's actually one of the times I remember talking to Simon. Outside of that, like, lunch time where I hung out with our friend group or where I would see him randomly in the hallways, that was just one of the first times I remember talking to him. And having said that, jumping back to him wanting to ask me to prom he said how he wanted to play some loud music on his truck and it reminded me of like this homecoming parade loud music on his truck maybe a banda or something on his truck and just have him like approach my neighborhood and be like will you go to prom with me and I was like no that's embarrassing I was like I don't want that kind of attention (laughs) I think I remember how he asked you Okay, what do you remember? You wrote a message on posters and then held out the posters outside our house door with flowers. Yes, basically, yeah, that's what he did. It's not posters. He used printer paper, just like regular standard eight and a half by 11 inches paper. (laughs) Okay, close enough. Yeah, so he basically had written everything he wanted as like say on printer paper. And he slowly, one at a time, would let one go as I finished reading them. And then it led up to like, will you go to prime with me? I I don't fully remember what it says, but I still have them. And the funny thing is, I was like, these are so many roses because he gave me roses when he asked me to prom. I was like, these are so many roses. And he was like, yeah, I meant to get you just a dozen, but I accidentally bought two dozen. So he gave me two dozen. And the reason I brought up the thing that he has, like, a bad memory, it's, like, he's so goofy. He has a bad memory. And he's just so, like, he just goes with it. So he had previously basically asked me to be his valentine. And he gave me a dozen roses. And actually, I haven't mess- uh, mentioned this story. But I will bring it up really quickly. That when he bought me the dozen roses, red roses, that he, I guess, asked me to be his valentine with, he got offered. Basically, somebody forgot that it was Valentine's Day and wanted to buy a rose off of him. He's like, for my girlfriend, for my girlfriend. And he was like, no, when I give her flowers, I want it to be a dozen. So he was so persistent and some guy was hassling him to sell him a rose. And he was like, no. He's like, I'll give you $10 for one rose and say like the bouquet was like $13 or whatever. He's like, I basically would have made the money back. He's like, but I wanted you to have a dozen roses when I give you the roses that I didn't sell to him. I didn't learn this right away. I learned this eventually. But I was like, why? You could have made some money. <laughs> the business wanted <laughs> in me. <laughs> but he was like, no, when I gave you flowers, I wanted you to have a dozen roses. And I was like, okay, fine. <laughs> so it's, it's whatever. <laughs> I don't mind. But it was funny. So when he asked me to prom, I was like, this is a lot of roses. And he's like, it's two dozen. I accidentally bought two dozen. He's like, I realized it, but I didn't realize it. I just thought it's like, oh, it's just more expensive. It's like, but I didn't put together that it was because I accidentally grabbed two dozen. It was one bouquet, but it just had two dozen roses in it. This leads to a future story where when I graduated from a community college, I didn't want to graduate, first of all, but when I people convinced me to graduate and get my degrees I was still gonna get them but like I didn't want to graduate on stage he asked my sister and his dad to get me roses but he had forgotten (laughs) that he had already asked his dad so when he asked my sister he was like oh I'll send you the money he just didn't have time because he was working but I guess earlier that week he had already told his dad it's like hey can you go buy the roses because I have to work and he either had to work and got out earlier or he didn't have to work that day and he just had the time to go do it that he agreed so I got 
two bouquets of roses for my graduation. One that his dad bought for him and one that my sister bought for him to give to me. The hilarious part is that he asked me, I think on a text message, eh, and I was like, yeah, I'll, I got you. I'll, I was going to buy you roses anyways. My mom sent me to go buy them. But he's like, oh, if you're going to Costco, can you buy me a set? Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, sure. So double the roses. And I bought the roses and I took a selfie and I sent Simon a text. I was like, hey, I got your roses. He's like, cool. Later, he's like, oh, shit. <laughs> Uh, That's so funny. So he, 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 but like it's little things like that where he like it wasn't his intention, but it ends up happening. But he rolls with it. That makes me think like you sweet sweet boy. <laughs> Anyways, that's the end of this episode where we talk about high school, the trauma that we went through, through the drama, the troublesome stuff that we did, all of the high school things that we experienced. But if any of you guys have any high school stories, go ahead and send us an email at aplayfulescape at gmail.com and tell us your stories. And if you want us to share those stories, we will share them here on this podcast. If there are any other topics that you guys think that we should talk about, let us know. Send us those recommendations. Make sure you all follow us on our social media handles. We are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Patreon, and Discord. Join our Discord. Become a part of the community. We can discuss all the podcast episodes in detail, favorite parts, things you guys think you want more. Details on our username for all of our social media handles is at a playful escape. Any other comments before we wrap it up, Cindy? I am sorry that you guys don't have a problem because of this whole quarantine stuff. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm not totally that sorry because I would have vetoed it had it not been for my boyfriend. I did end up going. I don't know if I stated that with my boyfriend. Yeah, just hang in there. This pandemic is long and very difficult, but we will come out stronger in the end. Yeah, I I have been hearing a little bit more lately that people are a little bit concerned that things won't get better or things won't go back to normal. And first of all, that is a very negative mindset. But I do understand where you're coming from. Things are going to change. Things aren't going to be 100%, but we'll get through it together is the most important part you know we'll be dealing with everything as a group so hang in there guys you'll make it through i'm sorry you don't have all the things that you probably expected to have but that doesn't mean that you're lacking in any way i personally would not have spent so much time with my family had i been in school because i would be out of the house yeah so in that sense i am grateful and in the sense that i know When I was away for school, I did, I don't want to say struggle in my relationship, but I know I missed my significant other while I was away. And when we would talk, (laughs) I don't want to say we were like passive aggressive, but in, in a way we kind of were. When we would do something, it's like, oh, you're getting Olive Garden with out me while I'm over here so far away (laughs) and he would be like I'll take you out when you get back and I was like yeah but then that'll be your second time so it, it like seemed like we had trouble in paradise but the thing is that you know you just miss a person and I know some people don't actually have the time to spend with certain people because they actually do have to quarantine or keep away so I know some people are missing their 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 people their family their friends and everything but hang in there we're getting through this find those little happy moments 
things that can make you feel closer to other people because I feel like that really makes it a lot easier to get through this. I find that when I'm supposed to be doing group work, I actually rent to my group members because they are in the the exact same position I am in going to school with the same major with the same classes so they understand that my workload is a lot on top of having to manage my family around me to all those who are struggling although not in the same aspect with the same major or the same classes or the same grade levels it's a new struggle that everybody's doing with you whether you believe it or not because it can often feel very isolating remember that there are other people that are doing it with you and maybe reach out to those people so you can actually have other peers that understand you it makes it a lot easier and it's it's just more fun when you rant you just let it out that's what this podcast is for (laughs) i was gonna say man you went on a long tangent this episode went so much longer than i I wanted to. to add that because it just it happened recently where somebody had mentioned it to me where they were just like things aren't getting back to normal and i want them to and they were just like having a little bit i feel like expressing their anxiety and a little bit of depression <laughs> onto this uh not not this currently but like when they mentioned it they like sounded a little bit like oh things are gonna get back to normal and i want them to so i i am stating i don't think this person listens to my podcasts as religiously as other people do so i'm not sure they're going to hear this or no even know that i'm talking about them but this person often isolates themselves instead of letting other people be around them so that they can relate and talk to them. Although this person is completely social when you talk to them in person because for whatever reason, this quarantine has made it easier for him to isolate himself. He's staying isolated. And I'm trying to tell him to go push him into the group, talk to people. <laughs> That's basically all I'm saying. It's like, don't don't let this pandemic isolate you. You have other like people you can reach out to and talk to. Yeah, I think that's a really yeah, good I point. Just, I just wanted to bring it up it's like super easy to like although you are affected and i am too i don't let it get to me because i still have simon that i see all the time and i still talk to you and i do get a little bit of change of scenery but you on the other hand you're still here most of the time you don't really get a lot of change of scenery unless you go out you don't really go out so i am making it known that it's really easy to forget that things aren't changing and it's really easy to remember that things aren't changing. So I'm just letting it be known that don't feel alone and get out a little bit. Not safely, please. <laughs> Let me advise. Be safe. Wear your masks <laughs> or social distance or whatever. It's just don't forget, you know, there's people out there that care and want to talk to you and see your ugly little face even if it's on zoom <laughs> i don't mean ugly <laughs> i mean it in, in in an endearing way like i call my dog ugly <laughs> anyway that tangent. is it for this episode i was like all right we're saying goodbye bye everyone any last comments 15 minute tangent it's not a tangent <laughs> it is a comment i i want people To be out there, experience life. Don't lock yourself in because of this pandemic. I'm going to just keep locking myself in. My room is my panic room. Until next time, everybody. Thank you all so much for listening. (laughs) Bye. Bye. (laughs) Bye, everyone. (laughs) Bye-bye.